What's going on, everyone? This is episode 50 of High Top Flip Flops. As always, this is Krish. I am here with Naveek. We have made it. We have made it to episode 50. Um, what a milestone. <laughs> what a milestone. What a milestone. Wow. We've done, you know, we, we did it. We came so far. <laughs> we did so many recorded podcast episodes. Um, is there a podcast that we recorded and not released? I don't think so. I think every person that we recorded with, we've published. Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, after this one, yeah, yeah, they've all been released exclusively by force. (laughs) People did. People hated the interviews, but we still posted them. No, Um, we've always been blessed with a lot of lucky guests. Um, But Nivek, talk to me, man. Talk to me about what you feel like you've learned while recording the show. Maybe about the world, about yourself, about podcasting in general. Talk to me, man. I've learned that there are people that are very down-to-earth that we've interviewed Mm -hmm. and see us as equals and have been a lot of fun to speak with. But there are also other people who um, feel that they're way above us and view us as peasants and disrespected us on numerous occasions. And I'm going to list the people. So, Krish, get ready. I'm ready. Number one is... Now, number two... Huh, this one? So you're going to want to sit down in your seat for this one. This is a... And the third one? Oh, man. Get prepared for the third one. The third one is... Yeah, I remember that one, too. Yeah, that one was... Uh, yeah, I remember being really hurt by that one. That one well. hit... Like, that person hit me emotionally. Like, you know, a lot of people have... Uh, physical scars yeah when they they go to war and they come back and they show you their scars mm. i show them my emotional scars wow so where do those reside you gotta look deep i'm queuing icebox by omarion right now <laughs> I, I swear this icebox where my heart used to <laughs> that's exactly where and all those emotional scars are held some people say emotional scars are worse than physical scars oh yeah fair and i Totally agree. Oh yeah, absolutely agree. What What have you learned? <laughs> what have you taken in from? Yeah, so many emotional these, scars. These apps. <laughs> um, okay, so before I say anything, I will say that uh, you and I got the chance to reflect on a lot of maybe what we'll talk about right now on our friend Spencer Torox podcast, which is really cool. Um, he's got a show called The Creative Herd. And unlike, you know, these, uh, these unnamed people that Nivek has mentioned here, uh, Spencer is someone who in a very short period of time showed us a lot of love and, uh, asked us to come on his show and, and talk to, talk to him a little bit about high top flip flops and, you know, what we've been trying to do with it. Um, so you should go check that out. You can go on YouTube, you can search the creative herd, um, episode four, with Christian Devake, you can just search that; it'll be there. You can go to thecreativeherd.ca. You can find it there. Um, yeah, it's all over. Maybe we'll try and link it somewhere uh, to this episode. But uh, that was that was really cool. Uh, we were also on camera for the first time. Um, mm. Devake is a natural, and uh, that was really cool. Um, so big shout out to Spencer for having us on because that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really cool. Like, that's something I've been wanting to do is be interviewed by someone else Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and just say a lot of bad things. Yeah, exactly. And I said a lot of uh, odd stuff. 
Because broke people can say whack shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Did I say that, that then or I think did so. I say that in I this so. podcast as well? Uh, oh, no, I said the Janu episode. That's right. So the, the episode prior to this, yeah. Yeah, and I stand by that. <laughs> if you're broke, you can really say whatever you want as long as it's not racist, homophobic, or... Islamophobic. Islamophobic, or if you say anything bad about me. Mm. <laughs> so say whatever you want. Please. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Thanks again to Spencer. Uh, I've learned a fair bit, obviously, about, you know, the people around us um, and about their, like, processes and, you know, the lives of, you know, the lived experiences of a lot of different people. Um, but, yeah, I think at the end of, end of the day, the, the one thing that I've learned is that almost everyone who's come on the show has, like, shared... Um, thankfully has been like comfortable sharing um some kind of like struggle that's like taking place in their life um and i know that sounds kind of strange but a very integral part of the show i think uh given the like people that host it is that yeah we're 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 all very imperfect in uh in a lot of different ways um and you know being able to talk about it or at least like reflect on it is a super important thing and hopefully you know, people realize it's a very natural thing or a very human thing to do. Um, so that's something I've learned and I'm kind of like happy to know, I guess. Um, happy to know that people come onto the show and they're like comfortable sharing those things with us. Um, yeah, and also learn that, you know, there's like, uh, uh, there are lots of people who are, who are down for the cause. You know, they're down to have some laughs with us and they're down to, to listen and kind of tune in and feel like they're a part of something. So, yeah, I suppose it's very, or not, I suppose, I know it's very important for us to thank, you know, anyone who's listened, anyone who's shared with a friend or perhaps even made friends because of this podcast. Um, yeah, that's one thing. Like, I get messages from time to time from younger people, mm. which is super dope, saying they actually listen to the podcast yeah. and want us to shout out to Jeremiah. He's like, uh, yeah, talk more about the music you listen to. Right. Because you guys have very interesting tastes. Oh, man. You know? Shout out to him. So we, I very, very much appreciate everyone that actually listens and shares it. And yeah. talks to us about it. Yeah, because uh, we make so much money off this podcast. <laughs> you <know? laughs> uh, and you guys are, uh, you yes. know, putting food on our plates. Uh, okay, maybe not financially, but, you know, emotionally, you're filling us like like we're at the mandarin you know yeah like th as i said with the emotional and physical scars like um emotional food is better than physical food. oh <laughs> that because emotional food really feeds the soul yeah, yeah yeah whereas physical food feeds the stomach feeds the thought feeds and the love handles yeah. a lot of you uh <laughs> a lot of you be in that physical food <laughs> yeah, yeah not yeah. be taking in that emotional food. emotional food man that's right every day i'm full from emotional food yeah thank the god so full. thank the god above us thank the people around us you know yeah i went to this restaurant last week what was it called um, momofuku oh shit. and okay. it's not the, it's not just a restaurant it's momofuku okay i asked the waiter hey Give me some of that emotional stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> give him a little wink. And gave him that wink with my right eye, then wink with my left Ooh. eye. And he knew what time it was. <laughs> he called the police. He told he me to leave immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he grabbed security. I'm like, a restaurant has security? He's like, yes, this one does. And yeah. 
one it's like uh like television you know one two guys each grabbed me by one arm and dragged me outside and uh i then went to mcdonald's and grabbed a free cup of cold water and Ooh. left hello uh did you go by yourself or were you with someone else and how did they feel about it um i was definitely with someone and they weren't too happy <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but on a real, which uh, momofuku did you go to? Did you go to like the noodle bar? Did you go to Daisho? Did you go to the milk bar? Oh, no. So I, that was a complete lie. Oh, oh, um, <laughs> got him. I would never go to momofuku because... We live within our means. Yeah, like I know who I am. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I go to places that serve haka food in Scarborough. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And very inexpensive places. Yeah, man. L Furniture <laughs> Warehouse. Yeah, no, I don't know. Okay, yes, I did. Uh, I did big up L Furniture Warehouse strictly for uh, guys that did not have money and mm-hmm. are going on dates. Not for the quality of the food. Yep. Not for the service. Not for the atmosphere. Nothing else. Just for economic purposes. Economic purposes. Yep. You know, the other day I I was spending thirty bucks on a a meal. For yourself, for two people, for three people? For just myself. And I was like, oh my God, I'm such a big spender. Right. And that's when I realized, yeah, my life has to go in a different direction. Mm. When $30 is way too much for food. Yeah. Uh, because when I was a kid, I dreamt that by now I'd be spending 80 to 100 bucks on a meal and... Gold crust pizza, yeah. Not flinching, but... Maybe this is for the best, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. You know, even if you did have the money, you know, spending maybe half of that is still still good for you, I guess. Yeah, uh, I'm so used to Scarborough where I can get, like, a full meal for, like, 15 bucks yeah. with a tip, you know? Yeah. Think about, so. like, kotoroti. Like, a whole thing of kotoroti is, like, $6. Sometimes cheaper, which is mind-blowing. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I went to uh, uh Kotoroti, not Kotoroti Sam, but Sam that sells Kotoroti. True. Um, food truck that sells yeah. Kotoroti. And it was like 12 bucks oh. or like a quarter of what we buy. And I'm like, this is just abuse. Do not gentrify is... our street food. Good sirs. But I mean, the uh, they knew who they were going after. They know their demo. Oh, yeah. And their demo was lined up around the corner. Oh, yeah. You know? And Basted in sunscreen. Let me tell you. There were no people of color in that. <laughs> well, there you have it. Was it Tamil people running the place? You know what? It was kind of mixed, actually. There, I think the chefs, one or two guys were brown. Okay. And there's like uh, Asian, some Asian people, some white people yeah, yeah, mixed yeah. in there. Okay, okay. But a couple friends, maybe. Hmm. Right on. But no, very, very seriously, uh, we are, we are kind of undyingly thankful for a lot of the uh, the people that have agreed to come on to the show. Um, something I always jokingly say is like, man, shout out to everyone who hasn't reported us. Um, not that we're out here saying super wild stuff, but like, yeah, uh, <laughs> regardless, uh, we're just really glad you haven't reported us. Um, and that, you know, you think this show's all right. Uh, thank you to all the people who suggested a lot of, or have given us a lot of really great feedback. We always appreciate that. Um, and yeah, we just appreciate the fact that, you know, guests are people who like bang with us outside of this, you know, because uh, that's uh, that's such a such a big part of 
why we do this, you know, to build a legitimate community, make sure people feel like they're being supported, um, you know, give people reason to believe that they're being supported and, um, and hopefully kind of laugh in the process. Um, so yeah, we'll do some more of these, <laughs> uh, over the next couple of years, maybe try and chase down some sponsorships. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out how to, how to do this thing, how to win the game eventually. But in the meantime, we'll just keep having fun with it. And thanks again for everyone who's been listening. On this episode, this is a really, really great episode. This is one that we had a lot of fun recording. Uh, we sit down with Priyanga, uh, a.k.a. Pri, who is a super talented singer and is one third of the hip hop group called EMP, um, which is based out of Toronto and is made up of uh, two other producers slash artists named Eastbound and Millie Manson, hence where EMP comes from, this uh, initials of their names. And uh, this was a super fun episode, obviously one, because pretty super, super talented, um, but two, uh, because she's super funny and has a lot of really great uh, stories to share and things to share. Um, we were excited about this one, as always, you know, um, coming across someone who's, who's got the same same background as you, uh, doing something really cool or entering a space that, uh, you know, we rarely see them in is always super exciting and, you know, someone that we want to get behind. So the fact that she was willing to sit down with us and, you know, watch us act a fool is something where we're very thankful for. Uh, on this episode, she talks a little bit about her, her, her history in singing, um, how she kind of got involved with this group and, you know, was able to find some mentorship in a in a Toronto legend um, named Cardinal Fischel, and uh, a little bit about you know what she what she hopes to do and and uh, and how she hopes to do it. So hope you guys enjoy this one. This is episode fifty with Pre. Thanks for listening. As always, this is Chris, aka Chris, aka not Chris, aka the Thelma Hemingway, aka Mister Date Your Girl with You, aka Bash Me Outside because I don't fight, I just get beat up. Um, aka Lil Poopy Dirt, uh, aka Dr. Do Too Little, aka It's Not Me, It's Not You. We're just going through a tough time right now. And I'm with Navek. Hey, it's Navek, aka Navape, aka Mr. Run Up to Your Girl, Say Hello, Then Run Away, <laughs> aka The Tamil Tyrese, aka Young Couch. And we have some great guests here today. We have a plethora of people in the room right now. I'm going to start from my, uh, my left or right here. Uh, we have our dear friend Renee, first time guest on the show. How's it going? It's going good. Do I introduce myself? To <laughs> yeah, if you have AKs, please. Yeah, I came prepared. Uh, well, yo, what's up? It's uh, Renee, <laughs> aka MC Ren, aka uh, Renzo, aka uh, Thungachi, not your ting. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> That's a really good one. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> no, I came prepared. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, Lucia, what are your AKs? You better the show. I know. I have to prepare. I don't know why. Marisha. Okay, we have Marisha in the cut with us. As always, thank you for joining us. Um, we have Pri. Do you have Do you have any AKs? Do you want us to use your Govy name? Do you want to? My say real name is Prianga. Prianga, thank you so much for joining us. And we have your dear friend Nacy here. And my with us. girl Nacy in the building. <laughs> What's up? Uh, well, listen, guys. Thank you for all joining us here. Um, we're super excited to hang out here. Um, Prianga, you're 
uh, our special guest today, as we've been really excited to speak to you for quite some time, for a variety of reasons, uh, for just being an all-around cool human being, for being a very talented human being as well. Uh, so thank you very much for, for sitting down with us thank today. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Um, <laughs> so first thing, we got to talk about off the bat, because we talked about this a little bit prior to recording. Um, we got to talk about life in Brampton for a second, because cool. in this in this room right now we have an uneven split of people who've grown up in the West End. Here, Renee, also a resident of the West Saga. End. Saga. True, true, but you're from I Mississauga. It's still it's it's the it's the. No, it's okay. Most people don't. Um, and then you have Nivek and I here, who are uh, who have grown up in the East End, Nivek in Scarborough, and now unfortunately in, in Durham. Yes. Are you from Scarborough too? I was. Brampton. Oh <laughs> man! Oh, that's so tragic. You know what though? People give Brampton so much shit, but like, actually, there's so many fucking cool kids. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, of course. <laughs> there's so many cool people that come from Brampton. Like, right. actually, so. Like who? Fuck that. <laughs> um, who's? Uh, I'm pretty. Uh, Tori Lanes is from Brampton. Nacy's from Brampton. Nacy's. I'm from Brampton. <laughs> the oh, fuck? Man. I don't know. But, like, there's three right there. Boom. Yo, party next door at my high school. We have his graduating photo. Okay, let me not say too much. <laughs> but yeah, we have that. He doesn't claim us, but that's all good. That's all good party, whatever. <laughs> it's cool. He has, you know, he has his uh, Pickering Ting, uh, which may or may not be me. Just saying, you know, surprise. Uh, party swings the other way. Good <laughs> hot take. <Yeah>. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> what? Uh, so I guess you briefly kind of broke it down. But yeah, please elaborate more on what your kind of experiences have been growing up there. Have you spent your your whole life there up until this point in time. Basically, so I know most Tamil people, they live in, like, Scarborough. They do, they do, they do. I don't know, my family, like, early on, we came from Toronto, then we went to Mississauga, and then we came to Brampton. I was, like, maybe, like, six or seven. Okay. But, um, yeah, I spent my whole life there. Um, Very isolated from most Tamil people. Mm. I don't know why. My family is just very, like, my mom has... Should I get? You want me to get? Please into it? go for it. Go so, for it. Go uh, my for mom it. has like six siblings, and we all live Word. down the street from each other, and we're really mu- pretty much like the only Sri Lankan people on our block. Whoa! So holding the block down, though. Yeah. That's like. So yeah, uh, yeah. It, Brampton's okay. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you don't have say. you don't have to get too into it, um, but yeah, of course we did want to lay down all the sick people from the east because there's like Go no ahead. one we're like struggling okay. <laughs> the weekend oh. that's it oh <laughs> that's pretty much it. um yeah. <laughs> who's that super who's that super whack rapper camo is that his oh, name whoa, whoa. <laughs> please don't oh, take that name genghis uh, khan genghis yeah, yeah, khan yeah, yeah. Oh, he, uh, he still resides on mccallan <laughs> and finch you can still catch him on, <laughs> on that on that intersection right now, actually. You go there right now, even if you're listening at 3 a.m., he's out there. He's supposed to give him size 48 jeans with his black Air Force ones. Still, come on. Yeah. You gotta you gotta drop the, the Air Max. Yeah. Like, but uh, all shout outs to him though. Uh, yeah, yeah, most certainly. What about like Pressa? Pressa, hey. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is true. Oh. I love Pressa. I love I Pressa. Yeah, he's <laughs> He's a, he's a unicorn. He's a unicorn. Uh, he's a unicorn. You know what? I guess it's true. I guess uh, Marisha is correct, but uh, yeah, I guess the whole idea was to just name whack rappers. But wait, hey, it's okay. It's true. Me, wait, Wonder Girls from Brampton. Um, Superwoman. Super. She's from Brampton. She's yeah. from Brampton. There's so many cool people from Brampton. Uh, I can't even. Tristan Thompson, guys. What are you saying? Oh, shout out our king. Oh God. <laughs> The first man ever caught cheating. Oh that's man, crazy. that's right. <laughs> I feel so bad, man. That's that must be tough for him. Yeah, yeah. To go through that. Oh, 
Yeah, super, super tough, man. Oh, man. Um, okay, we're going to stop talking about pizza dogs <laughs> and move on to something. Uh... Oh, man, we did talk about them last time. We, we did. We oh, talked man. too much about Tristan Thompson. Um, but anyways, so, um, so is it in Brampton that you, uh, you feel like you've spent most of your time, or is it where you feel like you kind of got, you, you found yourself uh, engaging or, like, pursuing the arts? Is it something that's, like, always been a part of your life? Uh, yeah. Where? Like, uh, so growing up from, I think, like, age two to, like, I think beginning of high school, end of high school, no, uh, begin- end of middle school. Okay. I've been doing carnartic music. Word. Okay. Um, so I'm super, like, I got that shit a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you did that for how many years? From two, you say two years old or grade yeah. two? Sorry for the interruption here. We uh, quickly had to change rooms, but we're back back in the cut in uh, a different space. Shout out to Renee for knowing this labyrinth uh, known as Ryerson. Bop, bop. But as we were saying, uh, you started speaking about uh, being involved with <clears throat> and uh, studying and practicing Carnatic music from a very young age. Yes. Okay, so you started at the tender age of two years old. Yes. And it was exclusively singing, or were you also, uh, like, playing an instrument or anything uh, like that? I know, I, I know how to play the the violin. Nice. But, like, more of the Tamil version of the violin. Right, right, right. Because my mom was like, just go do all the Tamil stuff. I yeah. did better than Natyam and... Literally every freaking Sri Lankan thing you can think of. Word, so word, word. it's funny because I'm not too into the culture as much, right. like that stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, I started singing at two, and uh, I've been doing Sri Lankan music, and I was also being trained Western, right, right, right. whatever um, that style too for a while too. So yeah, that's kind of okay. Nice, yeah. And I imagine <clears throat> seeing that you started with Carnatic music, it eventually kind of transitioned. Mm-hmm. Transitioned out, and do you feel like, uh, as you said, like not necessarily associating or like being super deep in it? Do you feel that like ideas of maybe not connecting or agreeing with every idea was what had you kind of transitioning or like exploring, like culture-wise? Yeah, or just like in, just exploring new music or new, as you said, Western kind of ideas. I'm gonna go on a Tamil rant right now. This is gonna be so yeah. bad. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it. No, like I really love my culture, but. There's so many things that I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Like, why do girls? No. No, no, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. This is ex- this is precisely precisely what we came for. For the people that don't know what goes on in the Sri Lankan culture, we have this thing called. Okay. Uh, this I'm gonna is put I'm gonna put bare reverb on your voice <laughs> and say. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, please continue. Um, so, and what would the what would yeah. the English translation of that be for our non puberty ceremony? Right, right. Go ahead, so please. When a girl gets her period, they kind of market your daughter like here. She's available. Take her. Well, not not here anymore. But like, I, I'm assuming that's not what they used to do. But no. Aside from that, like our culture is so lit. Like I love everything about it. But and even to this day, like I use so much of that Carnatic inf- influence in my music. Mm-hmm. Like. I personally think if I hadn't learned to sing that way in the Sri Lankan style, I wouldn't be as great of a singer as I am right now. Wow. Like, it mm-hmm. really helps. Word. Like, personally, like, no offense, but singers, like, Western style singers, like, there's there's exceptions, but most people are, like, 
it's whatever, you know what I mean? And then you hear like these Sri Lankan people or town people or whatever, South Indian people, you hear them saying, you're like, how the fuck do you do that? You know, it's, it's beautiful. I just love it. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, what, I'm bashing uh, people here. Pardon me? I'm bashing people here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. Listen, so. it's okay. Being critical is a <clears throat> is very important thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, especially, yeah, uh, something that all of us in this room share here is second generation immigrants. You know, you find yourself caught in a space where you are you're exposed to to oftentimes more than one culture right Mm -hmm. um so you see the good and you see the ugly of of everything in that sense um what do you think your earliest memory of music was was it something that your parents played in the home or even just like in in one of these classes that you were potentially in earliest memory like i always say this on the show uh for me it was my (coughs) mom like cooking a giant meal and playing stevie wonder's greatest hits like that was like First memory of music is like in my old home in Montreal, Stevie Wonder's great, greatest hits being played over and over again. Honestly, I can only think of like Barney. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. That's, it's a fact. Don't worry about it. Did your parents play anything other than Tamil music growing up? Uh, yeah, Michael Jackson. Um, what else? Honestly, I just heard a lot of Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, just a lot. My dad sings. That's where, like, he, I guess he was the one playing all that stuff. Does he still sing? Yes. Okay, wow. Yeah, my dad's a really good singer. Unreal. Yeah, I guess something that we were keen to ask, which you kind of answer, was, yeah, what your, your first kind of exposure to the, just the idea of culture is, which, for the most part, you shared, just came from your, your own background. Um, but in terms of this, like, growing inclination towards uh towards like hip hop or R&B or even just like soul music, you know? Do you feel like you can pinpoint in your mind when that kind of started, that ball started to roll for you? Honestly, I, I have a lot of friends who have older siblings or their parents listen to like whatever music. And I am the oldest sibling, so okay. I kind of had to pave the path of what music we're listening to. Right. So um, I didn't really start listening, like aside from whatever Hannah Montana bullshit you're listening to at at age 10. But um, I was really just into pop because that's what was on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Of course. Yeah, yeah. so that was, like, I guess my earliest memory of that transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hip-hop, though, uh, slowly, middle school, I started hearing more stuff on the radio. I'm like, oh, my God, this is Drake. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) My my 12-year-old self was like, no, that's not cute. Like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, <coughs> so at what, at what point in your life do you feel <coughs> like you were, you really considered the idea or started to kind of act upon pursuing music as like as, as something to, to pursue as a career? Is that something that you still like contemplate? Is that like a freaky thing to, to ask? Uh, I definitely don't contemplate it. I like I know. Uh, but uh, my whole life, because I've always been that like even in like the Carnatic music classes, like or my vocal teacher, she would always like, she had like hundreds of kids and she'd always single me out to do like the solo things and all the parents would be like, why are you doing that? Why aren't you letting my kid? And I just knew from them, like, I'm the shit. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. That's super, that's great. Seriously though, uh, those environments uh, oftentimes can be like the the best thing for, for young artists. Um, or just like, yeah, people trying to pursue it um, or on the complete opposite spectrum. And if anyone here can attest to this, um, I would love to hear more. Like for me, when I played Mirudangam growing up, mm. my teacher was just like the worst. Like he literally would spend like at least 30 minutes with just like his hands together. Like he was about to roast everyone. It was just like, just like thumbs on his temple with like his head down and like takes like a deep breath. Like, 
ah, his wife comes down the stairs and just like asks him in Tamil, like, oh, do you want me to make you a cup of tea? He's just like, no. <laughs> she like quietly goes back upstairs and then he just like lays it into her. Each and everyone was just like, boy, if you don't <laughs> fuck it, get the thalam right. This oh, guy's like, he's just like, why can't you hit the drum correctly? <laughs> why have I told you eight times that you're sitting incorrectly? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It was like, it was slightly traumatic, but also just like, <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, traumatic, <laughs> that's the word. Because <laughs> um, I'm like, at this, like, I guess at that, at that point in my life too, um, I was aware that like, uh, <laughs> this is a super ridiculous anecdote, but um, my dad found out that like what this guy does for a day job, because most of these like Carnatic instructors or teachers like do this on the side. Also they do it for just from like cash. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, they're making so much money because none of it's taxed. Um, but either way, my dad was like, oh, you know, this guy's like, a, he's a head nurse. And I was like, oh, word. Uh, that's kind of cool. Like he probably makes a lot of money. And my dad, my dad just kept, he like, I don't know as like if it was a mistake or not, but he transitioned from calling him a head nurse to a man nurse. <laughs> so he was always just like, yo, like, you know, he's a man nurse. <laughs> and like, I remember a couple times like being so mad with this teacher for just like all this shit that he's like throwing at So like under my breath, I'm like, this guy's a fucking man nurse. Like, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> Um, Fucking yeah, exactly. Gary Shunker, I'm sure you're listening. Yo, can we shut them out? No, wait, no, that's good. That's too much. I mean, listen, he had like a Guinness World Record for like, like playing Maradona for like the <laughs> for beats. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I think he played like 28 hours straight. Like played Maradona for 20, 28 hours straight or something. Did crazy. they get paid for that? Or? I have no idea. I'm sure that nobody wanted it, but he was like, everybody's gonna listen to this. <laughs> Play for 28 hours. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go back to South India and play for 28 hours and get this fucking Guinness World Record. But you know, it's weird. I had a similar moment that you had in that singing class. When I was in keyboard class, um, my teacher would point me out and be like, this is the worst guy. <laughs> and oh made God. me play. And everybody's like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> and then I quit immediately. So... Uh, those oh, classes man. really build character. <laughs> yes, they do. They do. Because now I'm able to take rejection like that. Like, it's easy. <laughs> yo, Shulankin, sh tutors. Shulankin. Oh. Yo, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Okay, do one, one tutor tale. We'll call it tutor tales. Tutor I, tale. I don't think I can. I don't think I can just because how fucking abusive it gets. It's so bad, honestly. It's so like, bad. Oh. Yeah. Um, Right? Really? Throw friggin' pencils yeah. and shit. Like, what's yeah. wrong with you? Uh. My, my teacher called me a fucking asshole. <laughs> are you, sir, are you allowed to do that? <laughs> like, at least drop the asshole. I know, right? Drop the asshole. Just call me a fucking. Just call me a fucking. <laughs> Yo, you fucking. You fucking. <laughs> That's it. It does build character. Though. Yeah, um, and obviously in your case, it also provided you this reassurance that what yeah. you were doing was uh, you were certainly going in the right direction. What were some of like your uh, your early like projects? Do you find did you get right into like songwriting? Was that something you found yourself super passionate about, or was it more just like the actual act of singing? Like, <clears throat> I I didn't actually start songwriting until this year. Oh, okay. Because uh, I just been singing. And basically, I had my I'm friends with Eastbound, okay. who made Antidote for yeah. Travis Scott. Yeah. Um, okay. He's also from Brampton. Okay. Um, okay. We, me, him, and Wonder Girl, we all went to the same co-op program in high school. No way. And uh. I met them through that. And then one day, I was at school. I went to Waterloo for like two months, literally. Wow. 
Um, and then there was one day, like, in, I think it was, like, November or October-ish, um, <clears throat> I had hit up Eastbound, and I had been like, hey, let's go to the studio. Mind you, and, like, I'd been in studios before, but I'd never went to the mic and sang right, for right. some really weird reason. I sing my whole life, but I've never, you know? I, yeah, I don't know. yeah. But um, we went to the studio that day. We made what was is now Rebellion mm-hmm. that night. Um, and then he threw on Millie Manson, uh, the rapper in our group. Right. Um, and then literally, like, a couple days later, Cardinal Fischel came to us, and he's like, hey, you guys don't know each other, but you should make a group. You should turn into a group. And we're like, oh, okay, we'll try it out. So here we are. The way you've described this very much, I very much picture like someone's like phone and this guy literally like on some Aladdin shit just like <laughs> pulling up. Like, Yo, literally, what's I up, was, guys? I was on my way back to school. My dad was dropping me back and I get a Twitter message from Millie. I had never met him in my life, but I'm just getting this message. He's like, Yo. Cardi wants to meet us. I'm like, okay. I turn around. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here. Fuck wow. school. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So that's the moment you're like, I'm out of school. Like, yes, that's it. Yeah. And then my mom was like, are you sure? Obviously, you know, brokers. Um, and then, yeah, I think December, like, uh, like, I was only in school for literally two months first first year. Yeah. And then I dropped out to do this full time because everybody was like. Drop out, drop out, yeah. and the voices in my head, yes, do it, do it. <laughs> Feeding it, feeding it. Yes. Amazing. And so you mentioned doing this co-op in high school. Was that something music-related or completely? Yes. Okay. Uh, that was another thing that kind of just re- like uh, reaffirmed me that I'm on my path. Like, I, it was the only, so I was in an arts and culture program uh, at school. It's like a schism program, specialist high yeah. school, whatever. Um, I was doing that, and we also have to do co-op as part of the, to complete the That's right. the thing. So what had happened is um, me and a couple of other kids, we had um, we had interviewed for that position because that was the only, only studio position that was available. Right. And I was like, fuck that, I'm getting this shit. <laughs> and then I went, and I got it, and I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then, yeah. Wait, but, okay, yeah. wow. Um, and obviously <coughs> you briefly mentioned EMP, but uh, to people who don't know about EMP, please, Tell them all about it. So obviously you've shared with us how you guys kind of formed or mm-hmm. came together. Um, but how has that relationship grown since Cardi just <laughs> pulling you all into a room? Uh, groups groups are definitely, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're challenging just because mm-hmm. you have three creative people like always clashing heads because, you know, well, this person has this idea, this person has this idea. Yeah. And I'm also like very new to it too, like the songwriting aspect of it and everything. Um, but honestly, it's been such a good experience so far. Like I'm, I'm so blessed and I'm so grateful for everything that has happened. Right. Yeah. Well, obviously, that's that's really only one part of or or one side of the kind of projects that you've you've worked on or have been working on. Obviously, you worked on a song with Cardinal himself, which mm-hmm. I think is like, a, yeah, just a, a a pop smash, which is pretty exciting. Um, super cool to kind of hear on the radio. I think I definitely have had this conversation with my mom, just like in the car, I'm like, yo. She's <laughs> stumble. I was just like, oh, where it's like it's like the same it's like the same thing as like, uh, mm-hmm. it's like an extension of when like yeah your parent is like finally proud of you for doing something like oh you got a scholarship <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah, kid, yeah. <laughs> same same kind of idea just in the, in extension but um, what was that process like because that on like a sonic front is like a complete switch from what you do with EMP yeah um, 
because I know like my capabilities when it comes to singing, mm. I was I was I'm always ready to try anything. So yep. uh, Cardi had come to me one day. Um, this was a couple summers ago, and he just been like, "Hey, do you want to just try out this demo?" And I was like, "Well, sure. Why the fuck not?" Yeah. And yeah, oh, we came. Yeah, we did everything, and right. we're here. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really don't know how else to explain it. It's yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> just knocked down five minutes. Just five minutes. Oh <laughs> no, that was that was that was that was definitely a challenging experience. He kept saying to me like I, he'd be outside recording me. I'd be in the booth. He'd be like, "Sing it lighter." I'm like, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> Sing it lighter. But no, he's so supportive. Like he is the greatest. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's he's the greatest. <laughs> what uh, and I'm assuming it was from this kind of moment that he had found the three of you, or it encouraged you guys to work as a group. That your relationship with him kind of grew. Yes. Um, do you, is it fair to say that he's kind of worked as like a, a mentor for you? For sure. Okay. For and sure. what what has that process been like for you? Obviously, you know, uh, in like the Carnatic world, you have like you're they're known as like your quote unquote master, your but guru, like, yeah, yeah, your guru. But like, there's. I don't know if you felt the same way, but there was definitely no, like, relationship yeah, yeah, past yeah, the fact that, like, yeah, I yeah. pay him to get roasted. Like, yeah. um, Here's your 50 bucks, Yeah, bitch. exactly. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Let me get the tissue box. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Yo, so <laughs> you just, like, give them the money with both your hands. Don't look him in the okay. eye. And then, uh, and they tell you to sit down. Yeah, it's the worst. Jesus. Um, but yeah, Flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. PTSD for everyone in this room right now. Um, but yeah, what, what has that experience been like for you having a mentor? Um, cause yeah, obviously you, you, are now in a world where like the, the like music industry is kind of like right there, you know, um, which I imagine to be kind of daunting, right? Yeah, definitely. Like there's so many things that like, as I've kind of gotten my like steps into this industry, it's just like, what the fuck? It's, it's so... It's there's so many good sides to it, but then the bad sides are just as like equally disturbing. Do you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> but Cardi, um, I have like a really good relationship with him, and he has been nothing but so supportive of me. Like he wrote my letter to Waterloo, where he's like, "She's leaving, fuck y'all!" Like literally, and I handed wow. it to my academic advisor. I'm like, "Later, bitch!" Like we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I love Waterloo, but I, I don't like school. Fuck yeah, school. Fair. Um, but yeah, Cardi has been, he's, he's been, he's, he's taught me so much. Like, like he's literally like one of my like good best friends. Like he's so supportive, just everything. He, he'll always find opportunities for me to like, you'll learn for, like about this or this or this, you know? Like I am so glad because I know that when growing up, I used to like, I was saying, I, I only used to listen to the radio. Mm. So hearing his music on like 93.5 or 92.5 and hearing like number one with uh carrie hilson oh, and then man. meeting this person and then you're like yo i like your songs and he's like yo i like you too <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's kind of cool yeah, yeah. wow um uh, yeah i think it's also kind of wild too how uh for the most part underappreciated he is by the city at least by at least by most people in our generation i, I can't even sit here and pretend like uh like i've been you know he but. definitely like paved the path for, yeah. for the trailblazer for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. <clears throat> um, I guess you you already kind of mentioned you know some of the the kind of like highs and lows of of this uh, this music industry, mm -hmm. which of course you've slowly kind of stepping your foot into. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, particularly from the perspective of like a just like a minority and also being yep. a woman as well, yep. um, we were kind of curious to know whether these like biases or judgments or prejudices or like things that like you've experienced like firsthand, you know, like you, you've sensed 
um, since interacting with a lot of these people in the industry? Um, I haven't noticed anything super racial, mm. just like as being a brown person, but just as a girl, it's already fucking tough. Like, right. they already are kind of like, yeah, just stay there and be pretty. Just shut the fuck up. And mm. it's like, okay, bitch, I will fucking shove my foot up your ass. But yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's just like, but you know, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Like, if you want something bad enough, you're going to do anything to get it. Mm. So, yeah, always kind of like a, a unique perspective to hear, but it's just because of how much public conversation there is about, like, oh, you know, the benefits um, or, yeah, the advantages that you can have uh, from working with a, a major label versus, yeah, tons of people who, mm -hmm. who choose the complete opposite route. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, on one hand, nice to know that the the kind of resources are provided for you guys, but um, always important to kind of ask, you know, what the the actual experience is for someone working with a label, right? Just because it it can be like constricting, yeah. just because it's like, oh man, we're being provided these things, we have these resources, but um, yeah, if you're just like being told to do something you're like not going to do, um, it can I kind of be freaky, you know? Yeah, I haven't experienced that. Good. Yeah, like I, I don't think I can't recount anything that I've really experienced like that. But for the most part, it's just been good. I mean, there's always going to be politics here and there, but yeah, that's with everything, right? Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. We've we've made it through most of the uh, the more serious stuff, which is great because now we can just be idiots again. What? Um, so we'll <laughs> we'll finish up with this uh, with a few questions that we have for you. Uh, but this is part of a segment of the show called Three Pete. unofficially sponsored by Lil Wayne, where we <laughs> ask you three questions, um, which are s relatively rapid fire, off the top of your head. Um, you think of three things related to each of these questions um, as just a fun way to learn a little bit more about you. Okay, cool. Uh, so the first one is three Toronto, three Toronto artists our audience need to be listening to. Savannah Ree, um, Sean Leon, uh, fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck, yeah. It's okay, if you have more than three, it's fine. I mean, there's a million, but... Oh, most of my friends are producers. <laughs> they, they're all all of them. All your friends. Yeah. All of my friends. All of them. <laughs> there you go. You can count that as your third. Uh, top three places to eat in Brampton. In Brampton? Oh, is Rick's Good Eats in Brampton? Mm -hmm. Yes. That place. Have you guys tried those? Like the... What is it? The um, butter chicken samosas? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. They're so good. <laughs> and the jerk chicken samosas, yo, oh my god, so good. Um, what else in Brampton? In Brampton, there's a faux spot around my house, but I'm not gonna <laughs> tell you guys that, so I, you know where I live. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? What else? What else is in Brampton? Oh my god, I'm fucking Moxies. What <laughs> up? Moxies everywhere. Um, oh my god. <laughs> Never to Moxies. There's like the, this, this one Indian. There's a barbecue spot. Downtown Brampton. Oh, I'm going to shout all, out Tracks Brew Pub. Go there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Boom. There you go. The unnamed, unnamed first, first spot. Uh, <laughs> Rick's Kid Eats. And what was the last one? A Tracks Brew Pub. Beautiful. Downtown okay. Brampton. There we go. You successfully made it through three feet. Also, Beautiful. there's no such thing as Downtown Brampton. <laughs> it is just called More Brampton. Oh, my <laughs> God. <It's not> retweet. <laughs> downtown. Hmm? Sorry? Retweet. I agree. <laughs> okay. It's getting hostile, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's enter our final segment of the show here called Soup It Up, uh, also unofficially sponsored by Campbell Soup, where uh, 
we've kind of consistently done this through the show, but uh, it's a segment where we air out something that's pissed us off or made us salty in the past week. Renee, I know you definitely had a super up here about this very institution that we're holding it down in right now. Tell Please it. Um, hi, my name is Renee. Oh, I should not say my name. <laughs> um, I'm the vice president of Ryerson University. <laughs> I should. Um, this facility sucks. Um, I don't know why they made us leave the room at 9 p.m. Um, we are students. Um, we are paying members of this institution. Speak this it. Is, this Speak is, it. Um, a land that isn't even yours. Uh, you, you can't really kick us off. Um, so I'd like to speak with the manager. <laughs> Turns to myself. <laughs> um, Renee suddenly <laughs> has a, a blonde bob cut <laughs> <laughs> and drives a minivan. Can I see your manager? Yeah, no. Um, that's all for Ryerson. I'm out of here in <laughs> one, two years. Oh, okay, <laughs> we got some time. Okay. Uh, how about um, you, Marisha? Do you have anything you're trying to get off your chest? Um, hmm. I just want to say white women are so rude. There was, Going. I was at a coffee shop and I was holding seats for my friend and this bitch looked at me and was like, are you holding these seats? And I said, yes, I am. And she was rolled her eyes, walked away and knocked my umbrella over and she didn't pick Gross. it up. What the fuck? Or say sorry. <laughs> okay, well, I grew up in Round Rock. I didn't learn how to fight properly. <laughs> so I sat and took it. But white women need to get it together. Mm. Okay, that's it. Thanks, Marisha. Yeah. Thanks, Renee. Nacy, thank you so much. Navek, man, you got something to get off your chest? I do. <laughs> you always do. Um, so people need to stop caring about their jobs so much. Oh. And I'm referring to those in the retail environment. Mm -hmm. Go now, in. <laughs> I say this because you should, why do you care if people steal? <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't own the business. Amen. It's true. Yeah. You're going to take an L for this company that doesn't give a shit about you? Amen. Oh, right? right. Walmart straight, workers. Mm. Straight up, the other day I saw a guy take a JBL speaker. I'm like, good. <laughs> See ya, bye. Those things are expensive. I believe it 100%. Exactly. And now I'm like, there are certain people who are like so frustrated by people stealing that they, they snitch on the people stealing. <laughs> Does your job description say snitch? Right? <laughs> no, it says sales associate. <laughs> Linda. <laughs> Linda <laughs> <laughs> fucking Susan it's always Susan I should pick Susan uh, Susan's good but so to all the kids out there don't don't try to save hmm well let's just alright no that's not, that's not gonna happen that's gonna happen forever um but don't protect a company that will fire you tomorrow they don't give a damn about you. Big facts. They're worth a billion dollars. Big facts. They could lose you easy. Big facts. Also, if the person has something on them, like, are you going to die for this company? Me? No. Bellis <laughs> <laughs> um, is the rhyming word, but... Uh, <laughs> Rhyme yeah. word for your employer that, you <laughs> that is <laughs> happily being employed after all this my I'm going to soup it up. Uh, thanks a lot, Navik. Yes, I do. Uh, I do also agree. You know, fighting back against uh, a lot of these corporations is good. Um, but also, you know, if uh, you know a good friend of, okay, maybe not a good friend, but someone's like out here, maybe like making their own knives and like are selling them in a storefront, and like someone goes to steal them, it's like, hey, maybe don't steal from the guy who's making these knives. Yeah. But uh, hey, man, steal from Bellis all you want. Um, 
sure. We, yeah, condone. <laughs> I, I don't know. That. Question mark. Question mark at the end there. Um, here is not necessarily a super for me, but something that has uh, definitely sparked some some interest and some conversation. And um, yeah, I would certainly love to hear everyone's take on it. Uh, just due to the the popularity of this topic of conversation, but uh, Kanye West tweets as of late have uh, have sparked people on on certain sides. Um, have also just generated a lot of different conversation about um, uh, the nuances or perhaps even consequences of, of what he has had to share or what he's choosing to share thus far. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very curious to know if anyone would like to uh, to start this off here or how they've potentially been feeling. Uh, how about we start with you, Pri? Have you been uh, have you been taking these tweets in because for the most part I, I guess I'll, I'll this is the last thing I'll say when he first started going in everyone's just like oh man like Kanye no like Kanye's shockers aligned right <laughs> now you know um and then that's how it started and then yeah maybe things changed I'm not sure uh, curious to know what you guys think um I love Kanye West like he's been, he's probably the biggest inspiration to me. So I'm not gonna start hating him because of his tweets. And I don't know too much about the politics over there, so I'm not gonna speak on it. But whatever super encouraging tweets about loving everybody, I'm so with it. I'm with it. Yeah. I understand he's like super influential, but at the end of the day, are tweets going to make your life like? Does what does what somebody say online is it gonna affect your behavior? Like, how does it have to do with you? You know what I mean? What the fuck? <laughs> so stupid. How about you guys? <coughs> oh, I just fundamentally disagree. But I think he's a provocateur. So he's just like, I don't know. He's um, trying to stir shit up because he's gonna drop music, and that's that always how he's been. Um, but I also think like a lot of his tweets are gonna fuck people over because like he's supporting trump and um we're being like i'm openly a conservative i think he does like vote with his checkbook which is like a problem um and it's weird because like he said george bush doesn't like black people that's why i'm so confused though i'm like this is a man who like is super like pro-black you know like black well, lives matter type of thing he was pro-black in 2009 and then he just like you think know. he just forgot all his morals and everything i don't know i think that he's in a different place in his life i think i don't know when his mom died i think that did something to him well obviously but like he yeah. feels like emotional repercussions from that and um i think the kardashian family <laughs> fucked him up oh. and yeah, there's a lot going on there. So, but then again, maybe me theorizing about this is exactly what he wanted me to do. Just overthink it when he simply is just trying to stir shit up yeah. for his music. So I don't know. How about your name? I got so many fears and suspicions. <laughs> I've literally like I've had this conversation so many times this week alone. Um, <gasps> but people have like there's a lot of like conspiracy. Sorry, when you I'm. St- when you said I've I had this I conversation know, alone, yeah, yeah. When you said oh, I've no. had so many conversations so alone, what do yeah, we no. Think <laughs> just looking in the mirror. Yeah, no. Sorry, Renee. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a lot. Like, wh- okay, so it began. So, uh, okay, one of the theories was that um, when his mom died, um, he was checked into a mental institution, um, and that's where you know that was a lot of that was where his like peak 
that was right after his peak. Um, there was a point after um, Madison Square Garden where he was checked into a mental institution. Um, that was also one of his peaks. Um, and I think that like corporations like that can easily be like influenced and can harvest that type of power and obviously want to. Um, and I, I'm, I don't know obviously what happened. Like mental, in, mental institutions. Because um, obviously like Kanye was checked into a huge one. It wasn't like he didn't walk into like a walk-in clinic and it wasn't like, you know. And like people are waiting for those type of like panic attacks and they're waiting for like some sort of demise for him to like, to be able to harvest that type of power. Um, so I think institutions like um, mental health um, hospitals and uh, places where he would be vulnerable um, was, a, was a place to harvest that type of power. Um, I think that I don't, I don't know anything, obviously. But um, so they're I'm confused. What do you mean by harvesting power? By like literally fucking with him. So you think those mental institutions collapse? I don't think. I think this is a theory. Oh, um, okay. But theorizing, yeah, theorizing. Theor- theoretically, okay. like that's something that's something that could potentially happen. So it just made it worse. Oh yeah, like I think that, like after Madison Square Garden, he was checked into an institute. Um, that was like the beginning of the Kardashian relationship as well. Um, Whoa. I think that was the beginning of the Trump. Um, uh, presidency as well um, and directly after he was checked out of the institute that was when the picture with Trump happened that was when um, seriously yeah oh shit yeah that was when that was a lot of like the controversy and and uh, that's when the things like popped off mm. um, and ever since then it's just been like you know ups and downs and it's not like small ups and downs it's been like extremes. dramatic yeah. extremes um, so I don't know like I really like. I fear for what's going on with him, right. um, because of like power. Yeah. Um, like this conversation alone, like we're kids in Toronto and in a room talking about Kanye West, one man. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I just pray for him. I pray yeah. that he's like okay, stably. Um, we love you, Kanye. We love you, Kanye. Like he was, he's literally raised so many of us in the room, mm-hmm. um, better than a lot of adults in our lives, and I think that. Um, I just hope he's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very much. I in have the, more uh, theories, but I'm not gonna go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get you to post these theories. The, the <laughs> somewhere. I'll write a think piece. I'll I do, do want to say that Kim, she did something that I could appreciate, and she said that essentially you can't just impose mental health conditions as like the reason for why he's doing this, mm. and I think that's really important to take in. Yeah. Yeah, for her to say so. Like go you Kim. Couple points. Yeah, Couple you points got right some there. there. Navik, how do you feel about it? Now, I feel I do feel weird about this because he is praising someone who represents evil, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I'm also like we put a lot of stock into the celebrity opinion because we're very very concerned about this. Um, and I'm also hearing theories about him doing this because if he enters the election 2024, he'll have the support from uh, the white people, which is massive, which is a, another a theory. Am I still going to listen to the albums dropping May hell 20 f- fucking yeah. from May 25th to like the end of June? Hell yeah. I am, yeah. Uh, Kate Cuddy's dropping too. That's <laughs> major. Also Pusha T. Tiana Taylor too. <laughs> Amazing, yeah. like it's the, like the best music yeah, yeah. is dropping in that good month. music. Good music, you got it. And 
Yeah, so it's very, it's disheartening, for sure. Mm. But also, should we care? Yeah, that's the thing. Do it. Yeah. I yeah. think like someone with yeah. that power is like accountable to it. Like he, it sucks that like he has to be, but he has that power. So it's like, damn, like, yeah. what are you doing with it? People, but it's like also he's just a man. Yeah, like, you can't expect him to do the best possible. But yep. it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, you gotta be responsible with that power. Like it's wild if they, if Kanye was like, Israel give Palestine their land. That would be so influential. Like, all these white people who are into Kanye and us will listen to him. Like, that is so, I don't know, 27 like, point also, eight million. also, like, not his responsibility. It's not his responsibility, but it's also, it's like, like... you know what you can do. Yo, know, you're trying to, like, get... You're supporting this dude who's proactively against your kids' existence because mm. they're black. Right. So it's like, how, how are you living like that, you know? Mm. Without a doubt. Much to think on. Thank you, everyone, for, uh, for sharing your thoughts here. Thank you. Um, we very much come to the end of this episode. But listen, guys, thank you, everyone, for joining us here. Renee, thank you for joining us. Mirisha, thank you for joining us. Pri, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Um, you shared a whole lot with us here. Uh, we're beyond excited for, for what is going to come next in, uh, in all of these projects that you do. Um, certainly know that you have our unconditional support as well, always supporting from the sidelines. Thank you again for joining us, everyone. My name is Chris, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. Not Chris, a.k.a. The Tamil Hemingway, a.k.a. Bash Me Outside because I don't fight, I just get beat up, a.k.a. Little Poopy Dirt, a.k.a. Mr. Date Girl With You, a.k.a. Uh, Mr. Dr. Do Too Little, a.k.a. It's Not You, It's Not Me. We're just going through a tough time right now. Navek, a.k.a. Navape, a.k.a. The Tamil Tyrese, a.k.a. Young Couch, a.k.a. Mr. Rounds, Girl, say hello, and then run away. And everybody say goodbye in three seconds. One, two, three. Goodbye. Bye. forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Seriously?